Welcome to Brand New Nation with your hosts, Danny and Chris. Danny helps personal brands make thousands of dollars selling their online courses at Udemy. Chris is owner of ChrisDidIt.com and has created online homes for powerhouse women, including Grammy-winning artist Chrisette Michelle. Each week, Danny and Chris speak with YouTubers, bloggers, and entrepreneurs about how they're getting paid to pursue their passions and to help you create your personal roadmap to do what you love for a living and thrive. Are you ready to get brand new? Let's listen in on Danny and Chris now. Hey, Brand New Nation. Welcome back to part two of our two-part episode with Zim Ugochukwu, expert world traveler and founder of Travel Noir. That's right. If you were listening for part one, then you heard a lot of secrets, including how Zim has grown Travel Noir to a community of over 30,000. She also gets into how it's helping change the perspective of black travel. And she also shares some secrets about some brand collaborations, including Black Enterprise and how Twitter chats have really helped engage the community. So if you haven't listened to part one, pause right now, download it, Give it a listen and then come on back to join us for part two. Yes. In this episode, Zim actually gives us a scoop on how to travel the world for cheap in three key steps. She also lists out the exact websites she uses to get international flights for as low as $60. It's insane. So if you've been holding off on booking that flight because it's not in the budget, stay tuned. I was amazed at how little it takes financially for Zim to see the world. Shall we get back into the call? Let's do it. So Zim, teach us how to travel the world for cheap. We are dying to know. So if you could sum it up in three steps, what would it be? So the first thing you need to do is to join a frequent flyer program. Um, as it stands right now, there are three alliances um, that house all of the airlines in the world. And each airline has their own frequent flyer program. But because they're in an alliance, you can share um, – so let's say you earn miles – on a United flight and you fly on an, a Chinese airline that's also in the same alliance as United flight, you, that means that the miles that you earn on that Chinese flight aren't lost because you can just tag them to the alliance as opposed to if you flew on some random alliance that you weren't a, part, you weren't a member of. That means that you lose the miles. So it's, it's a little bit tricky. It's kind of confusing. But the the overall sort of ask is that you join at least one frequent flyer program. I have one frequent flyer program in every alliance um, to just to make sure that I'm covered. If I'm flying on some random airline, I have a place to tag those miles. Um, so that's one. The second one, uh, the the second oh, sort of sorry, can we ask mm-hmm. you some questions about that before you move? To yeah, too? sure, 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 sure. Okay, because I know Chris wanted to, to ask them too, and I had some. Do you want me to go mm-hmm. first or do you want to start? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, okay, this is really good to know because I know that growing up, I sort of thought, oh, I should join Southwest or Virgin America. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I currently have. I just joined their programs. Um, and I assumed that was, like, good enough for me. Um, actually, this is not and a that, good question because elevate, that just right? covers me for domestic. What did you say? That's Elevate? Is that the program? Or is that yeah, else? yeah. Okay. But it's actually gotcha. not a good question because it only accounts for domestic flights anyway. Uh, or is it? Should I ask it? 
Does it make sense to ask this question? But isn't it, the way I'm understanding it, is it, if you're a part of Elevate, Elevate's a part of a bigger alliance, which could have international airlines within it? For each alliance? Yeah. So if there are three alliances, work. then one of those alliances has Elevate's frequent flyer program. Is that correct? What is Elevate? Is that is that an airline? <laughs> it's Virgin oh, America. <laughs> that's what they call their frequent flyer program. Oh, okay. Um, so if you're in an alliance, and let's say you have 30 airlines in one alliance, um, there are international partners because you'll only have a few American airlines, and then you'll have the rest. So they typically, if you're choosing an alliance to – you know, or if you're choosing an airline for that matter to be a frequent, you know, to be a member of their frequent flyer program, you typically want to look at how far their alliance reaches. So if I am only going to be traveling in the U.S. and I love JetBlue, then JetBlue only has a few partners, and they're not. I don't think JetBlue's in any alliance. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Oh, but okay. If you're looking at like Southwest and you look at their partners, they're not in any sort of large alliance. So that limits them in, in where they can go. So if I'm flying on a United flight and I'm going to South Africa, United may not fly to South Africa, but one of their partners does. Somebody in the alliance does. So a lot of times you'll see that you're flying United on one leg and then you're going to be flying one of their partner airlines on another leg. Um, that is really good. Enough. So where can we find out about these three different alliances? Is there like a central site? Or does it travel to our information on this? Yeah, if you Google frequent flyer programs on travelnoir.com, we have a couple really awesome articles, really in-depth articles about programs, um, which ones to which, which ones to join. Um, you can also Google which you know alliance programs could be suitable for you. There's a lot of different you know a lot of different um, ways that you can find information on the alliances. Google is your friend. Everything is. Uh, as Marie Forleo would say, everything is figure outable. Um, so mm -hmm. Google is like your personal assistant. Hey, Brand New Nation, Chris here. Have you been putting off creating your website because you don't know where to start? Let me tell you, step number one is signing up with Bluehost. Bluehost is the only hosting provider I use for all of my sites, including brandnewnation.com. If you're nervous about the technical aspects of setting up your site, you can trust Bluehost. They are there to answer your questions with their 24-7 live chat and impeccable customer service. You can get our discounted rate of just $4.95 per month, plus your free domain name, by going to brandnewnation.com backslash Bluehost. That's brandnewnation.com backslash B-L-U-E-H-O-S-T. If you've been procrastinating on getting your site up, use Bluehost and you can have your site up and launched within the next hour. That's brandonation.com backslash Bluehost for our discounted rate. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, let's move on. What's step two? Um, so step two uh, was finding cheap flights. And so I recommended the flight deal. I also recommend airfare watchdog. I use Skyscanner because it allows you to look at um, flight prices for the whole month. Uh, so you can see, you know, if on a Tuesday the flight's going to be 30% cheaper than if you were to fly on a Friday or next week, all the prices drop. Um, so it allows you to sort of see what you're sort of getting uh, getting in for. Um, another tool that I use is Rome to Rio, R-O-M-E, the number two, R-I-O, 
Rome to Rio is an awesome site for figuring out, let's say you want to go from L.A. to Marrakesh. Uh, it's going to tell you which ways are the cheapest ways to get there. So you could fly from here to, to Spain for 500 and then take a train down to Marrakesh for 20 bucks, or you can fly from L.A. to Marrakesh for $1,500, or you can fly from L.A. to uh, Berlin and then take another flight for 650 So it gives you these options um, that will allow you to figure out what way you can get somewhere cheaper. So those are typically my, my go-to's. Uh, in terms of finding finding cheap flights, but then all, all you know, also remembering that Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays are the uh, cheapest days to fly. Nobody's really out there on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or Saturdays. Sundays, Fridays are typically because it's the start and end of the weekend more expensive. Awesome. Is there also a site that tells you about like seasonally when the best time to fly is? Um, it depends because the whole world runs on different seasons, right? So right. in Asia, the tourist season or the best season is when it's the coolest, which is mm-hmm. in the fall. So it's like from October to January. Um, same thing with, um, let's see, October to January in Europe is winter. So unless you like the cold, then, you know, the prices are typically cheaper in Europe around that time. Um and then South America, in the summer, it's really, really hot. People typically tend to stay away. So you can tell the, the the best times to fly if you know sort of the weather patterns of a region. But you can also Google that information as well. Awesome. Okay, let's move on to step three then. Step three is um, maximizing your experience um, while you're abroad. Um for me, I use Airbnb, tried and true. Um, it has cut down so many costs for me. Um, I typically exchange uh, money at the ATM when I get there. Um, ATM exchange rates at the airports suck, uh, but a lot of people get stuck into doing that because when you get to the airport of a foreign country, you can't, and you have to get on a bus that only accepts cash. You can't do anything. You have to get cash from the airport. You're sort of stuck. Um, but if you have credit uh, or if you have, if you have debit cards that don't have any transaction fees, like um, I use Charles Schwab because they don't have any foreign transaction fees or anything like that, I can just take out the cash as if it were my own if I were in the U.S. and sort of move that way. Um, and then, you know, a lot of other tips around, you know, eating and the best time to eat is, you know, eat for cheaper is – uh, during lunch um, and cooking either your dinner and having a breakfast at sort of if you if your uh, hotel or um, the place that you're staying offers free breakfast then that's a, a way to to cut down costs. But those are some of my you know tried and true tips for maximizing um, your experience while you're there and recognizing that you are in a foreign country. You are there. I mean. Every country, for the most part, with the exception of few, have luxury experiences. Um, obviously, you're going to pay, you know, you're going to pay a little bit more for it. But in India, you could live on pennies a day or you can live on thousands of dollars a day. 
there is the range is there even though the you know the 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 poverty gap is wide the range is definitely there so if you're used to living a certain kind of way you can find those experiences in a lot of different places and um was there any place you know to get into maybe one of your travel stories was there a place that surprised you when you were like oh my gosh like i can't believe i was able to uh, stay here, you know, for a week and, and do all this, this amazing thing, this amazing thing, you know, for just this much money. Um, you can just yeah. share, you know, what are those surprising things with that? So my boyfriend uh, came to visit me in India while I was living there, and we went up to Dharamshala, which is a very small town. The Dalai Lama lives there, so there's a lot of foreigners that come, but we were able to stay in a place for $5 a day. And Whoa. you never wow. get that anywhere. <laughs> so same what kind of place was it? Day. Yeah, tell it's, us about this. Place. It was a, it was a. I mean, it was a clean place. It was very bare bones. It was it was an essential place with an amazing lookout of um, the the Himalayan mountain range. I mean, it was just gorgeous. Um, and it was just. I mean, it was just enough for what we needed. So you know. That was definitely one experience that I will never forget. I mean, for the whole week, we paid like 20 bucks or whatever. Um, And we were able to spend the money that we saved on other things. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Zen, thank you so much for pulling back the curtain and giving us a behind-the-scenes look at how to travel the world and explore the world for cheap. We are really looking forward to seeing what our listeners are able to do with this knowledge and also looking forward to everything you have coming up with yourself and Travel Noir. So thank you so much for joining us today. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yay, thanks, Zim. No problem. You guys take care. Thank you so much for joining us for part two of our interview with Zim from Travel Noir. To find the show notes, which include any links and resources we mentioned in this episode, head on over to brandonation.com now. Thank you for joining Danny and Chris for the Brand New Nation podcast. If today's episode helped you get brand new, then please take a moment and leave a review and share this with a friend. It's okay, we'll wait. And you'll find all of today's show notes and other goodies over at brandnewnation.com.